Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Manifestation Mastery on Blog Talk Radio. Life-changing manifestations with your host, Sterling Meyer. Hello, 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 and thank you for being here and listening. I welcome you to my Manifestation Mastery Show. Here we are again. I am your happy, stress-free hostess and your manifestation coach. I am Sterling Meyer. I'd like to invite you to visit my website to learn more about how I work differently from anyone else out there and how I provide results quite instantaneously for my clients. So you can learn more about me by visiting GetYourLifeNow.com. GetYourLifeNow.com. This is who I am, and this is what I love to do. All right. So I am so glad you've joined me for this really special episode where we will be discussing anxiety and depression and what to do about it. But before we begin, I'd like to share with you a magically manifestation story. With, and I always do this. In the beginning of my shows, I always tell a story, a magical manifestation story. And this, today I'm, I thought about it and I was like, you know, I'm going to share with you. We're kind of going into like cold and flu season. And I wanted to share with you about the time that I literally said exactly when I would be healed, and I was right on the minute. So I was starting to feel sick. I was starting to get the sore throat and the fatigue and the lightheadedness and all the things that you get when you're coming down with a cold or flu virus. And I was talking to a really wise and wonderful friend of mine. This was many years ago, many blue moons ago even, <laughs> Anyway, he said to me, he said, oh, because I told him I was feeling like I'm coming down with something. He said, he just asked me a real simple question. He said, when do you want to be well? And, you know, I was open. I was game. I really was. I was really open to this question. And I said, oh, okay, you know, um, how about by tomorrow at 1 p.m.? And do you know what? At noon, I was on the phone. I had a few phone calls I had to make. And about every 15 minutes, I started noticing my sore throat was starting to disappear. My symptoms were starting to lessen. And I just noticed it, but I continued on with my calls and everything. And I will, I'm telling you, exactly at one o'clock, I had no more symptoms and I never got sick. And my life changed after that because I realized the power that we actually have, that, that I actually have, in creating anything and everything I want by simply believing and creating, being open to the possibility, and just allowing it to happen with no resistance. So there you have it. So I, uh, I, want, to, I, I want to get into the, this show. Um, you know, I 
a couple of months ago, I thought about the state that people are in, the challenges that we've never been faced before, feeling uncertainty and fear of the unknown more than ever before. And I also got the sense that people were hanging on to their last hope that lay waiting within the election. People are fed up, right? I mean, who doesn't want things to work in this world? Who doesn't want things to work smoothly, fairly, peacefully, as well as prosperously? I mean, we just want to be able to live the life we're here to live and as we envision. Yet I sense that no matter who is elected, there will be severe meltdowns experienced by the opposing party. We don't have to choose this. We don't. Regardless of who wins, we could be facing very difficult times, but we don't have to. I want you to think about it for a second because it's up to us individually united that makes and affects the most change in this world. To think that we're doomed, this is fatalistic way of thinking, and it just is that. It's fatal. We are never doomed. We never have to lose hope. Yet we can create being doomed if we believe we are. That's the first step in creating an outcome is believing. We are much more than we give ourselves credit for, and more I mean, in a positive way, because we've already proven anything and everything is possible and not necessarily probable. There are documented facts that were viewed as probable, most likely, but did not actually happen. I'm actually watching a show right now. It's on Amazon, and it's a prime... (laughs) Example, Amazon Primal, sorry for that pun. (laughs) It's a prime example of what should be but wasn't. These people defied the probable, and it's astonishing how powerful we truly are as we examine what appears to be insurmountable odds against them. The show is called I Should Have Died, and I know this title is so dramatic, but how else are they going to get our attention in the saturated media market and get through to our insensitive selves? (laughs) But (laughs) check it out. It's inspiring. It's enlightening. And it opens up our minds to what really is possible against all odds. I want to also let you know that I am taking calls during this show. I'm here for you. I want to serve you. I want to help you. So the phone number is 516-387-1582. Again, that's 516-387-1582. It should also be on the screen of your device, whether you're on a laptop or a phone. So feel free to call. So I know I say this often and it bears repeating, so I'm going to say it again as I consistently remind my clients that life, fundamentally broken down, is simply a series of creating something and experiencing it. Creating a thought and experiencing it. Creating through what we say aloud and to ourselves and experiencing it. Creating is anything and everything that 
we are and do. That's what we do. We're creators. And we experience what we create. So it's up to us to be responsible for creating what we would like to experience. Instead of creating our fears and bringing our fears into our reality. Why would we want to do that? You know, it's simple. It's what we persist. Oh, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that, which is our fears, is what actually will persist. We're feeding that fire and we're breathing life into the very thing that we don't want. We really have to focus on what we do want and forget about what we don't want. So how are you guys feeling today? I mean, it's November 4th, the day after Election Day. We're still in the process. Never have I witnessed so much division within our society. It's unbelievable. And why do you think that is? I mean, people have been very passionate about who they're voting for in the past. We had problems in the past as well. So why are we feeling so extreme about this election? I know it's a time of COVID. You know, I, I had COVID in July. I was sick about three days. And I can tell you about five different times, including when I had swine flu, that I was sick in bed and couldn't move a muscle for three weeks. But why weren't we uh, being alarmed about the swine flu, for instance? I have a very, very close friend of mine, an ex-boyfriend from when I was about 21 years old, who passed away from swine flu in 2018. He had no underlying conditions. He just had a flu, wasn't getting better hospitalized, and he passed. So why weren't we freaking out then? It just makes me wonder. It makes me think. I know some of you believe more is at stake in this election than any other time, but look at history, and you will see some desperate times, maybe just as challenging or more challenging. It's really hard to say because we didn't live and vote during the Great Depression or during the devastating and senseless Vietnam War. Even those who were there have selected memories, or they were just babes in the world at the time and had younger opinions than now. Maybe they were more hopeful because they were so young. You know, they had idealism and hope on their side. And as we grow older, who said we have to give that up? You know, someone once said that, With hope, you have everything, but without it, you have nothing. It's really all up to us, not our presidents, to shape and mold the future of our country, of the world. And we must unite, not kill each other off to do it. Otherwise, the saying is true. United we stand, divided we fall. The choice is up to us. I mean, we can repair. We can heal just as easily as we can destroy. That is, if we choose to work together. Because you see, breakdowns, they always possess the seeds for a breakthrough. The bigger the breakdown, and now women are largely the recipients of depression and anxiety. Men experience it too. 
And this is what we're talking about today, how to banish that fear-driven anxiety and depression. They are, you know, women are known as the life givers. They are sensitive. They're natural healers. Primarily men have been known to be providers. Um, This is a generalization. I mean, there's always an exception to the rule. So please take that into consideration. But this anxiety is born from this concern for the future, out of the love and concern for the healing of this world. How can we heal as a nation, as a world, if we're not pulling together? It's really up to us and our, not our leaders, but us. and always has been and always will be. We have to realize that we have that power in order to utilize that power in order to open up new ways of exercising that power. We are the leaders, not the leaders we assign for for the position of leadership. So, you know, think about a company. How does change occur? Change happens because of the people. If they choose to work together, that outnumber the requests or the desires of the upper positions in the company. You know, depression and anxiety comes from giving your power away. Feeling like you're out of control and you're spiraling out of control and you have no control over anything. And if we allow ourselves to get spoon-fed and allow others to make decisions for us, to be responsible for us, It doesn't work. Depression and anxiety is the result of feeling hopeless and helpless. There's no empowerment when we feel anxious or depressed. Think about it. If you feel depressed or anxious, how powerful or how hopeful do you feel? Zero. Zero. That's the answer. You don't have any power. You don't have any hope. Okay, so I'm going to give you the call-in number again, 516-387-1582. And also, I want to let you know that November 11th, I have a very special guest joining me. I'm so excited about this, guys. (laughs) An absolute star. She's a star medium, rescue medium's own Allison Wynn Ryder. She will be joining me. Let me say this. Rescue Mediums is one of my favorite shows that I discovered on Netflix. I was hooked and I watched, boy, was it 800 episodes over the course of seven seasons of this inspiring show? No, of course I didn't binge watch it. (laughs) I spread it out. But, I, I, you know, I just wanted to let you guys know this is going to be a really fantastic show, so please mark your calendar. We will be taking calls and answers. You can easily find all the episodes on YouTube as well as other media outlets. She's a magical person and one I've had the honor of knowing for over a year. So she's also authored a book called The Quirky Medium. Fabulous read. I love her with all my heart and soul. So, you know, mark it down and join us. All right. Some of you, some of us, you know, feel like life is out of control. However, control is something that we create from within through gaining clarity, confidence, and satisfaction from within ourselves. 
versus searching for it outside of ourselves. So before I start talking about how to really disappear anxiety and depression from your life, I want to talk a little bit about the facts, you know, the facts. Because life has always been uncertain. We just didn't create or see it that way. So it was seemingly predictable. But now as we peer into the world that surrounds us, we're we're assaulted with media that fills us with fear and has life appearing like we have no say in the matter, that it's all doomed. And then we're confused because all the media is contradicting each other. And they're shooting this information at us as if it's facts, facts, facts. We've got to do our own research. We've got to come to our own conclusions. We've got to think for ourselves. You know, we forget that it's the media's job to compete with one another for our attention. And that has never been such a challenging job until now. Now that we have so many streams of media at our fingertips. I mean, don't forget, there used to be a time when our choices of where we put our attention was limited. There was a time we had a few radio stations, a few TV stations, so many movies, just so many playing. In addition to that, we had live shows, theater, live music. And if we wanted to play a game, we'd go to the arcade or get a group of friends together or wait for the carnival to come to town. In fact, in the past, people would run out of things to do. Imagine that. And then they have to get creative. They have to create something to do. Isn't that very different? I mean, today it's unlimited, and so everyone is clamoring for your attention. And they'll do anything to get it. One of the best ways to get someone's attention is through drama. You know, anything shocking, unbelievable, threatening, or ways to get your undivided attention. The stakes are high and highly competitive for media, and they will spend anything to gain your attention because that means business is running smoothly for them. Your attention translates into money in their pockets. Your attention is that valuable to them. So no wonder it's high anxiety time. Plus, you throw in the seemingly death threat of COVID and the election that people have been fighting about since the last election. What do you got? Anxiety, stress, depression. People are falling apart. However, the truth is, we've been focusing on the wrong things. We've been focusing on stirring up the pot of anxiety, fear, stress, depression, versus disappearing it. You know, I had extreme anxiety, panic, and even agoraphobia. For 10 years, I struggled with this. I really felt like I wasn't living for a whole decade of my life was lost. I don't even have any memories. I mean, other than the disorder, I don't really, I don't remember enjoying any time during that time. You know, in fact, I remember I was trying to get help for myself. So I visited a bookstore looking for a book on the subject of anxiety in hopes of discovering how to end it. 
And as soon as I ran across a book on the subject, I had a full-blown panic attack. I mean, I couldn't even face the subject. It was just, I mean, I short-circuited. I felt like I was spiraling completely out of control. You know, anxiety quickly pushed its way up a notch into full-blown panic, and it scared the hell out of me, even though I wanted answers and solutions. Looking back, I can clearly see that I had developed this debilitating disorder because I was working up to 90 hours a week. I wasn't getting any real sleep. My job was behind in paying me. I virtually had no food. I remember receiving an eviction notice. I was recovering from mold poisoning that had wrecked my immune system in the previous place that I lived in. So I was constantly getting colds and flus. I had just received a a deal from a major record label. So I was recording and singing. And on top of that, my throat would bleed from the irritation stemming from the mold toxicity, which by the way, mold does create anxiety symptoms. After just a day of singing. And the reason why it does is because your body is so taxed. And so it, it triggers anxiety, but it all adds up to unmanaged stress. But I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know my limitations and how to take care of myself. My mother, she demonstrated to me how to work oneself to no end. So that's the way of being that I took on for myself. However, it was solely my choice, even though I was unconscious that I made that choice for myself and I needed to face that, which doesn't work. I needed to wake up and transform my situation, take responsibility for it. So I'm going to take that scariness out of anxiety right now, okay? Because anxiety feels like a monster that's gotten hold of you, your life, your health, and is taking you down. Is trying to kill you off. That's what it feels like. But actually, let's get profoundly related to reality right now. Anxiety is simply unmanaged stress, okay? So if you've got stress and you're not managing it, then we all know when we're stressed. Then it goes up a notch into anxiety, and that becomes the new norm. And if we don't take care of that anxiety, it goes up another notch into panic and a panic disorder. And if we don't take care of that there, it goes up another notch into agoraphobia, where we're just bedridden and unable to leave our house or face any stimuli outside of a quiet room. So that's what it is. So all it's about is managing that overblown stress. And then depression is often born out of anxiety because, well, you know, let's face it, it's depressing to feel so hopeless and helpless, stuck and trapped. As if fear is holding you hostage and there's nothing you can do about it. And in case, you know, you think I had some kind of mild form, I can assure you that was not the case at all. In fact, it caused me to have 28 physical symptoms at one given time, all of which I recorded. I recorded this. I kept a journal of this whole experience. And, yeah, I lived my life. But I was tortured in each agonizing moment. And what's more, you'd never know. You'd never know. 
Because if I thought you knew, I'd spiral even more out of control. And anyone with anxiety will tell you, you are always dealing with the gnawing feeling that you're just going to die. And you might not know how, but you're convinced that you're on the verge of dying and going crazy. And that's all there is to it. You know, I didn't, I didn't go into drinking or, you know, any kind of recreational drugs or anything like that. Thank God, because that would actually cause me to have a panic and anxiety attack. So I had to deal with it. I couldn't escape from it. So, you know, we that suffer from this disorder and thank God I don't, you know, I suffer none from it ever again, (laughs) not ever again. So, you know, we dare not let it show because the fear would be so overwhelming. You physically feel like your rapid heartbeat would just burst and you'd have a heart attack or something. The relentless torture can and does drive people to ending it. It's very serious. But the good news is that you are not crazy. You're not dying. And this is very, very treatable and reversible. There is a cure. Truly. Truly. And I, I have been anxiety-free for, uh, what, maybe 12, 20 years. I remember I once bumped into Marty Ingalls, the actor who was married to Shirley Jones, the mother on the Partridge family. Um, she's also an Oscar winner. Um, you guys know who she is. But um, what's ironic is I had just listened to his radio show, and in that show, All I remember is how he heavily talked about his lifelong issue with anxiety and panic and how he'd have to pull over his car while he was having a panic attack and he couldn't continue to drive. I had cured myself at that time from this horrid disorder and I was so enthusiastic about telling him that can be cured without medication. But poor Marty, I mean, he just couldn't hear it. He kept trying to convince me that there was no cure and that he was basically doomed to live his life out without real relief, but just the hopes of managing it. But I'm here to tell you, this is not true. You don't have to live like this. In addition to anxiety being simply unmanaged stress, I just want us to take a look at what feeds and causes anxiety and depression. So anxiety is sourced from placing our attention on the unknown future. And that makes us feel more out of control. Like we're a moving target ready to be attacked in any given moment. We take the symptoms and interpret it to mean we're dying, which is not true. Our brain is trying to tell us to fight or flee. It's telling us that something's wrong, but not wrong in the way that we interpret it to mean. Yeah, I mean, there's something amiss. There's something out of balance. And our system is trying to tell us to wake up and pay attention. We are out of balance. A warning red light and siren is internally going off, trying to get our attention. But it's not because there's a looming threat that's coming our way. That's going to threaten our lives. And then, you know, when we look at depression and where that stems from, it stems from dwelling on the past, the past failures, disappointment, losses, heartbreaking pain that we've experienced. But when we're truly in the moment, all of that disappears because we are rooted in reality. And the reality is 
that in this moment, in this very moment, everything is okay. Think about that. What are you doing right now in this very moment? You're just listening to me. You may be cleaning. You may be surfing the net. You may be sitting peacefully while you listen to the show. But stop and get really present to the moment. Look around you. What do you see? Four walls, pictures, trees outside the window. I mean, what do you notice about what you're looking at? Is there anything really wrong in this moment? I'm talking. You're listening. That's all that's going on. The answer is no, there's nothing wrong. It's just you and me. And that's all that is really going on. So I'm just going to give you about five seconds to really get present to what I just said. I want to share with you a wonderful exercise to get you become profoundly present to the moment. The stillness and peace that is within the majority of our minutes and hours and days spent on this earth, but we're just not connected to this truth, this reality. Most often because we're living our lives according to our imagination, which is caught on fire. That's what I call it. We let our thoughts, which are just ideas but are not reality, tell us what's going on. And then we respond, live our lives as if it is reality. It's, I mean, it's insane if you think about it. But we do this all the time, constantly. We're reliving our losses from the past. But the past is not now. And we live and react to the what-if scenarios that are simply possibilities that could be in our future but is actually not occurring right now. And it may never occur. I mean, how many times have I thought something was going to be what my imagination told me that it was going to be, but it wasn't that way at all? Probably about 100% of the time. (laughs) I mean, it's true. You know, even pleasant outcomes, you know, I imagine for myself, oh, I'm going to go to dinner with my friends. This is going to happen. We're going to talk about this. I'm going to mention that. We're going to have this conversation. So-and-so is probably going to say this to what I'm saying. And it's going to be like this and it's going to be like that. And I'm kind of filling in every detail, imagining what it's going to be like. And it doesn't happen that way at all. Not at all. (laughs) I'm not saying anything goes, quote, wrong. It just, like, it doesn't happen the way that we've all done this. And it's really an insane way to live because it's so inaccurate. You know, someone tells a story you didn't anticipate, and that shifts the evening conversation into a direction I never could have thought up. So it's really just a form of insanity to live life according to what your imagination wants to conjure up and present to you. You know, just acknowledge it as a thought and an idea, not reality. Just notice it. Distinguish it. And say this is not reality. It's just a thought. It doesn't mean anything. 
So the following exercise I'm going to talk to you about is going to help ground you in the present moment, which is all that ever existed. Because let me ask you this. Have you ever been in the future? Have you ever been in the past? Have you ever just said, oh, you know what? I'm going to go visit the future right now. I'm going to take myself out of this present moment and go to the future. Or I'm going to take myself out of this present moment and go to the past. Only in your imagination, but never in reality. You've always been in the present moment, and that is it. So be living in the present moment, because that's the only same thing there is to do. So this exercise is called 54321. Sit and notice and say out loud five things you see, physically feel, and hear. Repeat the exercise, only the next time it's four things, and so on and so forth. So I'm going to demonstrate it. So five things I feel, see, and hear. Sometimes you're not going to hear five things, and that's okay to repeat yourself. For instance, I hear the birds. I hear the distant traffic. I hear a train. I hear my voice, and I hear my breath. And then five things that I see, I see a TV, I see a lamp, I see a coffee cup, I see Gigi, and I see trees. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's five things that I see. And then physically feel. I feel my back against the chair. I feel the glasses on my face. I feel the floor underneath me. I feel my back muscles. And I feel the hair brushing against my cheek. And then down to four things. You repeat the whole thing until you get down to one. So now that I'm at one and I've completed the exercise, I can take the next moment to get present to the moment. And once you get down to one, just look around. Notice, what I notice is that everything feels calm and centered, quiet, still. Nothing's happening. Just absolute quiet peace and stillness. That's what I notice. It's peaceful. I'm just sitting here. There are walls around me. And then I ask myself, is there anything wrong? And I can honestly say no. I'm just sitting here. And there's just peace. That's all. That is all that is going on in this moment. You can use this exercise to clear the insane mental chatter and profoundly get into the present moment, the real reality. I love this exercise. So be generous with yourself. Try it out. And like I said, speaking aloud is the way to do it can hear your own voice all the way down to one 
And then take a moment and notice what you notice. Just look around. Get present. Another one I have to share with you is one you can do while you're driving, walking, sitting, and waiting, or any other passive activity, such as washing the dishes which is what most of our moments throughout the day often consist of. So there's ample opportunity to do this almost all the time. And it's what I call meditation on the go, because you can meditate while you're going through your day. You don't need 30 minutes in a bed or a couch to lie down on. And what you want to do is simply observe Observe whatever there is to observe that you perceive, yeah, without allowing your imagination to construct judgments, criticism, stories, opinions. So, for instance, like you're driving, you go, oh, I see a billboard. There's two people, and they're laughing. One's blonde, one's brunette. The background is blue. Okay, got it. Move on. There's a tree. It's quite bare. The leaves have fallen, but it's a big tree. Okay, good. Look at the car. There's a car in front of me. It's white, rounded, sedan style. And the red lights just came on. The brake lights came on. Okay, what's next? So like that, you're washing the dishes. Notice and observe. The water feels warm. The dish feels smooth. I can smell the lavender fragrance soap that I'm using. There's lots of bubbles. And then move on. Now there's a fork I'm cleaning. It's got four prongs. It's silver. Move on. Observe something else sitting in your room. I notice there's a TV, you know, it's off, square, rectangular. What else? There's a picture on the wall with a series of trees. It's abstract, browns, light browns, tans, black, rectangular shape, quite large, gold frame. Move on. So you can do this exercise, like I said, doing any passive activities until you feel really grounded and centered and stress-free. That might take a minute, might take five minutes. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Everybody is different. However, this is very powerful and quick-acting exercise if you do it. A lot of my clients love to do this, especially when they're driving in traffic you know, where they, they can easily become impatient. So they do this exercise and they go, oh, my God, I don't even remember the drive. I feel like I just floated home. It was so peaceful and relaxing. I feel so good. I came home and, oh, I feel like I just went on a vacation or had a mini nap or something. I just I'm so rejuvenated from doing the meditation on the go. So you can also check out the meditation on the go on my website getyourlifenow.com you can also google getyourlifenow.com meditation on the go and it'll take you right to the page 
Um, so this is why I call it meditation on the go, because you can truly do it anywhere all the time. And the more you do it, the better. So my clients truly love it. It's just a bonus thing that I give to my clients while they're doing the AOM system, just an extra thing. And it's a wonderful tool. Um, also, I want, to ta- I want to tell you about some of the benefits that you're going to be receiving from making this your daily practice. In every, the more you do it, it, the deeper the transformation. So that's why I say, like, do it in every single moment that you can. And why not? It's better than your imagination catching on fire. You have everything to gain and nothing to lose by doing it. Your life will change dramatically, I promise you. So here are just some of the benefits. These are just some. It helps you to build concentration, which we all need in this world of multitasking and ADD that we've created for ourselves. We can concentrate and focus so much better. It, it helps us to automatically release tension. You know, if you use this frequently, it immediately drops tension, like flipping a switch. It helps you to get out of that imagination on fire that I talked about earlier gets you profoundly and powerfully related to reality and the reality of the moment. And it allows you to be fully present. I mean, did you know that charisma is simply a product of being fully present? I mean, who doesn't want the charisma of a movie star or some kind of hero or heroine? Who, Who doesn't want that, right? Everybody wants charisma and it comes from being fully present. This is why when you watch an extraordinary actor give a great performance that compels you, it's because they're being 100% wholly and completely present to that moment. And number five would be that it creates a strong connection with others and creates extraordinary experiences that do follow. So, I mean, get ready to be enchanted when you're really connected and you're communicating in the present moment like that. Your experience is extraordinary because you're not away with the conversations and chit-chat in your mind. You're not living out this other what-if fear-driven scenario that the imagination on fire likes to ignite. So number six, it provides you perspective. And this is one thing we often want when dealing with challenging aspects or dilemmas of our life. We we need some distance. We need to be able to step out and create a perspective. Now step out of the situation, step away from our emotions and be able to see something, see the forest instead of the trees, you know, be able to observe the big picture. And that's what practicing this, allows you to do so you're not overcome by all these what-if scenarios and all these worst-case scenarios, all this catastrophic thinking that that we tend to do. I mean, if you look at your thoughts, how many of them are really positive and how many of them are negative or fear-driven? You know what I'm talking about. I know you do. So, Number seven is it helps improve your own higher wisdom, your own gut feelings, your intuition, your instincts, whatever you want to call it. 
You know, have you ever wanted the right answers to show up? Well, it can and will if there's an empty, unblocked channel for it to show up in. That's your higher self trying to communicate, your higher wisdom. It provides clarity when you practice this so that that promotes the peace and offers that pathway that wasn't there before. You've cleared out the debris and now the thinking that you need to occur, the thinking that needs to come in can because all that clutter and static has been moved away. So there you have it. No more excuses. Learn to meditate anywhere and anytime, despite where you are, what is going on around you or how busy you are. It's easy. It's very doable. And the rewards are instant and plentiful. To banish anxiety and depression forever, we must treat all aspects of ourselves that are affected and therefore trigger anxiety and depression. And what I found is that none of the experts in the field of treating this disorder do this. And it's pretty crazy to me. We must treat the following five aspects. Number one, mentally, how we have trained ourselves to think. Number two, emotionally, how we feel about whatever we perceive in our lives. Number three, spiritually, that can mean whatever spiritually means to you. Even if you're an atheist, Stephen Hawking lived an extraordinary life, created and contributed to this world on a profound level, had a meaningful life. He was an atheist, but he believed in nature. So connecting to that energetic side of ourselves is important no matter what you believe in. That is solely your choice. However, we must connect and build a relationship to the part of ourselves that is not physical because we actually are not our physical selves, but our spiritual selves. Perfect example, have you ever met someone who appeared to be perfect physically but had a really bad attitude? It's off-putting, and you just want to get away and disconnect from them. See, we are not our physical selves. Have you ever mistaken yourself for the clothes you wear? Or have you ever enjoyed a beverage only because of the glass it was in and not because of the beverage itself? Absolutely not. Number four, physical side, stretching, yoga, walking, strength training, biking, hiking, aerobics, whatever you can manage to do, do it. You are burning off the pent up anxious energy and exchanging it for relaxation and a different kind of energy that helps you go through your day with an even keel of energy without burning out. And plus, you're going to sleep much better. I never gave up my workouts, even though I initially I had to face the convincing fear that I could easily fall and become unconscious. No one would find me and I would just die. I know it sounds crazy to me, but you know, people who suffer from anxiety or panic know exactly what I'm talking about. Everything's like such a threat. There was a small part of me that knew it was like totally silly to believe that. But the thought was stronger than the probability of that happening, and so I believed it completely. But I still didn't let it stop me because I knew it was the right choice to make. Sometimes I just did yoga or mat Pilates, which was more, quote, safer seeming to me. But even that would trigger my anxiety because any physiological changes can trigger anxiety and panic. You know, my breathing would change, for instance, or, you know, that would cause anxiety. So this brings me to number five, treating the physiological self. One way of doing that is taking breathing breaks. What most people don't realize is that they suffer from anxiety triggered by improper breathing. They don't realize they've forgotten how to breathe properly. Because, you know, we take it for granted. We just think we breathe. We always knew how to. We always did. And we don't realize that we're not breathing properly. Instead, we're breathing or 
breathing from our chest, shallow breathing. And that creates lightheadedness, which triggers the feelings of being out of control, and thus anxiety follows. Learning to breathe evenly from the belly up is very crucial. Practicing breathing for 15 to 30 minutes a day, you can break it up. It makes a huge difference. Changing the way I breathed would, yeah, you guessed it. The physical changes I experienced triggered that anxiousness. But you know what? I kept on doing it, even though the actual exercise and retraining created that anxiety. I kept on. I was just determined not to be on meds, which do not work in the long run. I mean, yes, as an emergency temporarily, that's, that, that was the reason for them, is that you take it temporarily as you work on reconditioning yourself. You know, it wasn't meant to be a lifelong cure. There's no magic bullet without a real consequence. But they're just not the answer. Reconditioning is, and here's why meds don't really work over a period of of usage. I mean, you will need to up the dosage because you become immune over time. You most probably will experience numbness emotionally, no lows, but also no highs in life. You could very well experience weight gain, which can cause depression. Antidepressants can increase the risk of suicide in children, adolescents, and young adults. Also, you know, you can have, there's even, you know, you can actually develop serious risk of, of severe, possibly fatal side effects with the MAO inhibitors. It's a type of antidepressant. Also, you know, there's problems with dizziness, agitation, confusion, especially if you want to get off the medications. Um, There's a host of things. You can always look this up. The list is quite endless of all the things that are side effects that can come from using medication. And why use it if you don't need to? It's really that simple. So that's why I'm here to talk to you about this. Um, it's one thing, one thing that I never lost sight of, which made all the difference was that I knew that I had created this disorder and I had taken myself down this road. So kind of like walking backwards, I could take myself back to who I was, who I truly am. And I was determined to do just that. I knew if I created this, I can uncreate it. And I believed I could. And I knew it all came down to reconditioning myself, much like the way I conditioned myself to develop that disorder. This out-of-control stress and the blockages it created in my life by holding me hostage was just one of the many reasons I was driven to create the AOM system. There's far too much anxiety and depression in this world when there doesn't have to be any. We drive ourselves crazy. you know. But if you have the tools, the roadmap that one needs, it can disappear into thin air. And why not? Don't you deserve a life free of suffering? Also, I think it's important to know that you're not alone in this experience. In fact, you are in great company. Most creative people have suffered from this disorder at one point or another. You know, some for shorter spans and some for longer. And some lifelong sufferers like Marty Ingalls, God bless him. So there's, there's, you can look up and see so many people. It's astonishing how many people have really suffered from this. And you don't have to. So... 
I want to share with you one story from uh, a breakthrough uh, of anxiety from a client of mine. And uh, I can do this because she's gone public with her story. So this is just one of a breakthrough in anxiety that my clients have had, one share. But all my clients who have ever had any anxiety absolutely disappeared it with the AOM system. That is an option. Um, Sterling has completely changed my life. I'm so grateful for her. My backstory is I was going through a devastating breakup and a slump in my life and career, taking anxiety medications, practicing any unhealthy behavior I could get my hands on just to escape this madness. My friends were worried and they decided to gift me a session with Sterling because I was doing so well. Even though I was skeptical and fearful, after meeting Sterling, I knew I had to dive into this, so I did the AOM program, and a month later, I'm completely transformed. Friends and family can't believe how much I'm glowing, coming alive, and everyone notices the changes. And honestly, I wish I hadn't even gone to my therapy sessions because it had me reliving the past traumas in my life. It left me depressed and basically suicidal, but the AOM system worked far better, and I've changed the way I think and live, and so many wonderful freaking things have happened procrastination and fear have disappeared. I'm moving forward with inspiration and achieving my goals daily and easily. I come from a place of peace and understanding in regards to me and my life. I feel whole, complete, free, something I never thought would happen. And she goes on and on and on. And she ends it with saying, I wake up every day thinking what magic is next because there always is. Thank you so much, Sterling. That's just one, one incredible story and that can be yours too so regardless of how you choose to eliminate this destructive way of living please get help find help reach out to me for a free consultation you don't have to take medication my clients disappear anxiety just after one session with me it starts to disappear and we peel away those layers of anxiety and depression once and for all so it can no longer take over your life be free take those steps today you know, like I said, if not with me, with someone, but get going and do something. Claim your peace, your freedom, your ease, your fearlessness, your trusting self once again. It's not only for you, it's for your family, your friends, and really the whole world because we're all connected and we feel each other's energy, even across the miles. This is one powerful step towards healing the human race. If we are a healed nation, we're on the path for a healed world, and it can happen quickly. If we all do our part, we will experience the energy shift we've been looking for outside of ourselves for so long. We don't need to find the solutions outside of ourselves, within our circumstances, people, family, country leaders. It all begins and ends with us individually. So let's utilize our abilities first and remove the blocks that have been holding us back. Let's do this. Let's make this a reality today. I really want to thank you. Thank all of you for listening today. Feel free to connect with me. I love to hear your feedback. I love it. I love it. Leave comments. Email me. Connect via social media. I just love connecting with you guys. I'm on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and mark your calendars. Get your questions ready for my extraordinary guest, Allison Wenrider, the star of Rescue Medium. She helps move trapped earthbound souls, move them into the light, and it's so fascinating. Whether you're a believer or not, it behooves you to check out at least one of the episodes. 
It's interesting. Live a little. Search it on YouTube, Rescue Mediums. I originally watched it on Netflix, but you can find it. They've got a channel on on YouTube, so it's really handy. So I am your host, Sterling, and I'm wishing you magic and miracles in your life and a life stress-free, free of panic, free of agoraphobia, free of phobias, free of all fears, depression, anxiety, be gone. Until next time, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being with you guys and an honor, always. Welcome to Manifestation Mastery on Blog Talk Radio. Life-changing manifestations with your host, Sterling Meyer. 